temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Face Connecticut, an in-depth look at today's issues. Good morning and welcome to Face Connecticut. I'm Morgan Cunningham on WTIC News Talk 1080, Line 100.5 WRCH and 96.5 TIC. Our guest this morning is Jamison Jamie Scott of Manufacturer Connecticut, an association devoted to growing the manufacturing workforce here in the Nutmeg State. Good morning, Jamie. Welcome to the program. Good morning. How are you doing today? Awesome. Looking forward to the conversation. Well, me too, because I think it's been a while since we've checked in with you guys and seen how things are going with Manufacture Connecticut. Last I knew, there was a big shift from kind of being this New Haven and Southern Connecticut-focused association to being more of a statewide, broader, all-Connecticut group. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. So we were from South Central Connecticut, and with uh, some members over in the greater Bridgeport area, and then we found we had more and more members joining us from throughout the entire state. So our rebrand from NHMA, which was New Haven Manufacturers Association, to Manufacturer CT was uh, in response to our statewide membership growth. And that occurred in June of 2020. Not the easiest time to uh, launch a, a new brand, but uh, we did it, and uh, uh, we're, we're not looking back. Uh, we continue to grow members statewide. And uh, very, very excited about the, the direction and future of the organization. As you mentioned, yeah, definitely June of 2020, a tough time for anybody, let alone for a rebrand. How did you guys go about recruiting and spreading the message that you guys were expanding to be statewide? <laughs> Again, it was certainly challenging because we started this in uh, late 2019 when you know things were a little bit more normal. And uh, we said, you know what, we, we can't stop the momentum. Um, you know, it, it's happening. We're going to do it. And uh, what we we're planning to do is actually um, originally was the announcement at our in-person annual, which obviously wasn't going to happen in June of 2020. So we uh, pivoted very quickly to a virtual annual meeting, which at that time, I don't know of anybody else that had done anything like that. And uh, we put a lot of planning into it. And it was really a huge success, obviously a first for me and a first for everybody involved to do something like that. Um, but uh, it was actually a lot of fun. We, uh, we had a lot more uh, participation in this event. We had uh, a lot of uh, state officials that did uh, recordings for us. We did some live um, presentations as part of this. And it was really bringing the statewide manufacturing community 
and, and all of those supporting the statewide manufacturing community to say we support this uh, new brand of manufacturer, CT, and uh, that's how we did it. And, uh, again, uh, certainly have not looked back, and uh, you know, we have events throughout the entire state now, um, and uh, we continue to do a lot of work up in Hartford, and uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, workforce challenges as well, which we're very actively involved in. Absolutely. Our guest on Face Connecticut this morning, Jamie Scott. Well, let's think about, okay, you've got the rebrand. How do you guys bring more value to Connecticut's manufacturers? There's such a diverse group of manufacturers and manufacturing businesses here in the state. What is it that you guys are bringing to them now that you're broadening your horizons? Well, that's exactly what I like about it. We are diverse. Um, you know, we're, we're not pigeonholed into just one industry. We have a lot of different industries, and it's that diversity uh, that I think helps strengthen uh, Connecticut's manufacturing base. You know, there, there's certainly challenges out there. But we're re- what we really focus on is information. We get the information out there to our members. Uh, we do that through programming. Uh, we do that through our government affairs committee. We do that through our workforce committee. So we have a lot of different ways that we, we really help support the members. The state of Connecticut has uh, just been absolutely phenomenal in the support for manufacturing under the, uh, the governor and his leadership in DECD. Uh, there's a lot of support out there. But the challenge is we have 4,000 manufacturers in Connecticut employing approximately 160,000 people. People, and they don't all know about this information that's out there. You know, it was challenging. You know, I look back 20 years ago. You know, people were not going to the state and, and saying, you know, can you help me? Well, today the state is reaching out and helping the manufacturing community. We. Um, as many people may not know, are the, is the only state in the nation that has a chief manufacturing officer. And that came out of the collective statewide manufacturing associations working together saying that we need somebody. And that's uh, currently Paul Lavoy. And so, you know, we have somebody who has uh, direct uh, connections with DECD and works with DECD and works with the governor and, and his office and is available there for the manufacturing community. Again, no other state in the nation has it. Uh, many, many states are looking at Connecticut now saying, wow, this is an awesome model. We need to, you know, quite frankly, copy what Connecticut's doing because, you know, other states are seeing uh, the, the true value that's out there. So, you know, we as an association work very closely with the chief manufacturing officer. Um, and again, we work with, um, you know, a lot of uh, programs to bring current um, information to our members. Um, we do that in both in person and virtual. And again, we have a very active government affairs committee, which works on local, state and federal issues. And then our workforce committee, which is actively involved in working, I'd like to say, a uh, K through career. When you say programming, what comes to my mind is maybe an event, a speaking engagement, going around and meeting different workforce groups um, as well. Could you talk about some of the things that you go to and speak about manufacturing at, and what are you learning from people that you're talking with when you go out and meet with manufacturers? Well, again, there's certainly some challenges out there. You know, workforce is one of the biggest challenges out there. And so, you know, we definitely spend some time um, talking about workforce issues. You know, how can we help members with uh, resources that are out there? Uh, a lot of those resources were, are within uh, the schools. You know, we have some great technical uh, schools, technical, what were traditionally technical trade schools. But uh, these schools are uh, putting out um, really um, very skilled labor, and that's what manufacturers need. So we know in the state of Connecticut, we're we're challenging the manufacturing community. We need anywhere between eight and uh, I'm sorry, between six and eight thousand 
manufacturing jobs per year for the next decade. We're only educating approximately half of those to go into these highly skilled jobs. So that's one of the things that we do is, you know, we talk to our members about this. We're constantly getting this feedback that they need the skilled workforce. And so we're working with the different educators, whether it's the comprehensive high schools, whether it's the technical high schools, the community colleges, um, right on up to uh, the uh, universities uh, throughout Connecticut to make sure that we have the engineering uh, skills that these manufacturers need as well. So it's everything from entry level to engineering that the manufacturers need. But you know, our programming goes uh, far and wide. Uh, for example, in January, we're going to have our, our annual economic outlook. So that'll be talking about you know the state of economy um, and how it relates to manufacturers. Uh, we also do lots of plant tours, you know, just so people can get in and see what's going on inside those walls of manufacturing communities. You know, I like to call it lean, green, and clean today's manufacturing. You know, uh, 50 years ago, dark, dirty, dingy. It's not that. You know, manufacturers are uh, you know, really high-tech, innovative, uh, employing Industry 4.0. So uh, you know, we're engaged in uh, state-of-the-art technology, which is another thing that we spend a lot of time uh, working with our members and talking to our members about. Are you seeing a growing interest in students wanting to pursue manufacturing and tech-type jobs? You say six to 8,000 jobs needed per year in the state in this sector in manufacturing, but right now we've met about, you know, about half of that. So is there growing interest among students, K-12, through who want to go down this path later in life? Absolutely. And it's not just the students, as we know. You know, we, we need the educators to understand what today's manufacturing is. We need, you know, the parents to understand what today's manufacturing career opportunities are. And, and that's what really what I enjoy doing is going into the schools, going into comprehensive high schools. And I'll tell you, five, six years ago even, you know, it was a little bit more challenging. And, and here we are today in 2020, and the schools are reaching out to us. They're saying, you know, we have a career day coming up. Can you come and talk to us about careers in manufacturing? You know, a decade ago, that would have never happened happened. Uh, schools are, comprehensive high schools are putting manufacturing programs back into the classes, which is awesome. Uh, I mean, there, there's just so many of them, and those that don't have them are reaching out to us saying, can you help us build programs? Uh, I'd love to highlight one in Hamden, which is called the Hamden Engineering Career Academy. Help build that program we started uh, about five years ago. So those uh, students in the first uh, class are now seniors. And what's so innovative about this program is that students that are in a comprehensive high school are also at the same time working on a associate's degree from Gateway. It's called the um, it's an engineering um, technology associate's degree. And so they will essentially earn up to 68 college credits while they're in high school, and they'll graduate in this coming June with a high school diploma, and in May, a month before, essentially, an associate's degree in manufacturing engineering technology. And so those students can go right into the workplace. They did not have to pay for the first two years of college. They can go into a school like UConn or Quinnipiac, and those credits were fully transferable, and they can start, um, if they pursue college, they could start as a junior, again, saving the first two years of college. So, you know, that's just an example of one program that we were uh, very actively involved in helping build and create. Uh, the city of New Haven and the New Haven Public Schools has adopted that program, so they're in their infancy and just starting that now with their uh, freshman students in uh, two or three of their high schools, and then we're also looking to bring it to some other districts throughout the state of Connecticut.
Our guest this morning on Face Connecticut, Jamie Scott of Manufacture Connecticut. When you're talking about building a program from scratch or whether it's from scratch or updating an already old program, but one that's at least in place, where do you guys start? Well, it's a collaborative effort. You know, we obviously have to work with the educators and, you know, make sure that we're meeting and exceeding all of the requirements that are needed. In this case, it's a collaborative effort. You've got the New Haven Public School System, um, great leadership over there. The former superintendent uh, before he retired was the one who really saw the potential opportunity. But you've got the administration within the high school, the principal over there. You've got the career services folks over there. All worked um, on that side. Then you've got in this case, partnering with Gateway and the, um, the community college. And then the third piece of that puzzle is partnering with industry, and that's where we come in through Manufacturer CT to say, okay, this is, these are the skills that are needed in the greater Hamden region. And so that's what they're you know, training and, and teaching the, the skills for. And so it's a, a curriculum that's you know, based on what the high school needs are, what the community college community excuse me the community college needs are as well as you know what does industry need what about the government aspect of this because you guys can't do this alone you already mentioned that Connecticut as a state has been definitely helping out and also we've got our federal congressional delegation our partners down in Washington DC I know that you've worked a lot with representatives Himes and DeLauro also representative Larson is a big advocate of growing Connecticut's manufacturing base so where are you guys at when it comes to working with our government partners on making sure we get more down the line Sure, absolutely. Uh, Congresswoman DeLauro has been awesome. She's the one who was able to bring a million dollars into the New Haven Public Schools to uh, help build this manufacturing program, the Engineering Career Academy. Uh, Representative Himes uh, brought, um, I'm sorry, um, Congresswoman DeLauro brought $2 million into the New Haven Public Schools. Representative Himes brought a million dollars into Housatonic Community College into what's called the AMC. It's the Advanced Manufacturing Center. So, you know, they have just been phenomenal. Um, you know, they, they see the needs and they work with their, uh, you know, their peers down in D.C. to, uh, you know, bring the funds here to Connecticut. And, again, these are great models. These are models uh, that will be replicated throughout the country. You know, there are some other great models throughout the country, but here in Connecticut we are doing some awesome things. And then, you know, specifically uh, uh, up in Hartford, uh, the legislator gets it, legislature gets it, the governor gets it. Uh, we have the Manufacturing Innovation Fund, and so those funds go directly into help support through grants, manufacturers that are investing in new technology, investing in innovation. Uh, and so there's just so much support. And then you know, when you come down to the local community level, I mentioned New Haven, and you know, I was just on with um, the mayor there a couple weeks ago. You know, he's actively involved in supporting these programs in New Haven Public Schools. And then you have the Economic Development Coordinators. It's another key uh, piece of the puzzle is working with the local economic development um, folks, as well as the state, as I mentioned, DECD, Department of um, Economic and Community Development. And uh, again, we have some, some great allies over there. So it, it truly is a team effort. Connecticut has a legislative session coming up um, within a month, pretty much. I mean, it's going to be here before we know it. So is there anything that Manufacture Connecticut is advocating for in the next few months of the legislative session 2023? Yes, absolutely. What we do is we work with and um, 
pull our members to make sure that we're getting feedback from all of our membership when we put stuff together. You know, we want to make sure that truly we are the voice of the members. And so we do have, you know, a few issues that come to top of mind. Um, Workforce is is a fairly large topic, but, you know, health insurance costs right now are are very, very challenging. Um, You know, in addition to being executive director of Manufacturer CT, I'm also executive vice president of a third-generation manufacturing company. So, you know, I live and breathe this stuff every day. I understand the challenges of manufacturing because I am a manufacturer. So I have these very same workforce challenges. Um, healthcare is up 20% this year. Uh, the unfunded health insurance mandates are certainly challenging. Um, energy costs, you know, we have one of the highest uh, electrical costs in the nation, and so we're working with um, you know, as many different organizations as possible just to, again, see what we can do. We're really all about collaboration. How can we collaborate and partner with others to, you know, let them know of our challenges and how can we work together? So um, energy costs, our challenge. Um, and then, you know, we've got worker comp costs, which, you know, um, are, are a little bit lower, thankfully, but still um, extremely high when we look at uh, the cost nationwide. Um, you know, we have a very, very skilled workforce in Connecticut, which is great. But on the other hand, we also have some, some challenging costs that we have to deal with that many other states um, do not have to deal with the, the same high cost of doing business as we have in Connecticut. So basically, you want to make sure we're addressing those cost situations so that businesses and prospective people to work in manufacturing are interested in going down that path and continuing down that path, correct? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I'll point out, you know, when it comes to, you know, the the good paying jobs, you know, we definitely have, uh, you know, family wage wages are better. I mean, we we do have uh, very good paying jobs in manufacturing, and, and I sort of jokingly say I don't even know what minimum wage is because I don't even start anybody at minimum wage, you know, from my own personal experiences and other manufacturers I know, where we start even basic entry-level unskilled start to well above minimum wage in the manufacturing community and then obviously only goes up from there. I guess that begs the question, going back to kind of getting kids interested in school and considering a career in manufacturing. What manufacturing careers are out there in Connecticut? I mean, I'm thinking about you've got Pratt & Whitney, you have Electric Boat, so many different major companies and also smaller producers and manufacturers as well. Um, You've got tech, you have more products that are made with hands, for instance. What are careers out there and career paths for somebody considering going into manufacturing? It's all of the above, just as you mentioned. I mean, there there was such a huge push with no child left behind, you know, two decades or so ago. And so what happened was we got rid of all the technical programs. Well, you know, no child left behind really drove everybody to college, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a college education. But, you know, not everybody, you know, necessarily wants to go that route and you know we've got so many different avenues in manufacturing that's what's so great you know you want to work with your hands uh, welding I'll, I'll use as an example you know welders are in high demand in the state of Connecticut right now but you need to be a skilled welder you have to have the training there's some great training programs the comprehensive schools are putting them in New Haven public schools are working with them right now to put in some welding programs um, 
So you've got you know that sort of um, skill that's needed, and you know a lot of folks like to work with their hands, as you mentioned, and so you know this gives them an opportunity to work with their hands, but still make you know very good even starting wages when it comes to manufacturing. Um, there are other programs out there, as I mentioned, with the one in New Haven, where you can you know start with an associate's degree, you can go and work for an employer. In many cases, the employers will pay for your continued education. Um, I know even myself, you know, I've um, paid for my folks to go and take welding classes. So you know. I different levels, manufacturers are certainly willing to invest in their staff as well. So um, it's machine operators, CNC operators, uh, engineers. I mean, literally, uh, when I say entry level to engineering, there are job openings in, in all positions. So that gives a, a, a very diverse um, opportunity. And so, you know, we're, we're looking for, you know, everybody and anybody who's interested in, in uh, a career in manufacturing, whether it's working with your hands or whether it's computer programming, we have opportunities. I mean, five-axis CNCs are, are computer programming uh, positions. Uh, we have something called mechatronics, which is basically the repair of these machines. You've got a, a half a million dollar machine that goes down. You need somebody to be able to come in and fix that. They need to have a mechanical background. They need to have an electrical background. So that's where the mechatronics comes from. Um, we're, I mentioned K through career earlier because even working at the elementary level with the schools, the foundation of a strong math and science skills vitally important in manufacturing. You know, so these these do require. Um, you know, they're, they're all skilled positions. They just all require something a little bit different when it comes to those skills. What you were just talking about reminds me kind of of a personal story, Jamie, because one of my friends, a bit older, has a daughter who's going to Norwich Tech School right now, and she's just finished up the part of schooling where she's gone from pretty much one sector of manufacturing to the other, kind of trying out a variety of things, and she found that she liked different things that she didn't really consider or know about before, and then found out that all of these skills kind of tie together, don't they? Absolutely. And what's an important thing that you just mentioned is she. You know, it, it's not a male-dominated industry anymore. We look at these educational programs that are out there in the pipelines. You've got 40% of the students in there are female, um, and those numbers are just growing, whether it's the technical schools, whether it's the community colleges, um, and, and that's great. You know, again, the diversity is really important in manufacturing, and we're seeing that, you know, through all of the different positions that are out there. But it does, to your point, give you an opportunity to try different things out. You know, this might not be one good fit here, and then you go try something else out. So we have apprenticeships, we have internships. Um, the state of Connecticut has a great apprenticeship program when it comes to supporting manufacturing. Um, so again, there, there's that diversity out there um, that really provides pretty much you know, uh, any sort of opportunity that, any, that anybody's looking for. When you're thinking about manufacturing careers and businesses, 2023, is it going to look much different than 2022? Uh, obviously, it's going to look different than, say, 2002 or 2003. But if we have a crystal ball and we're looking ahead uh, to next year, how is manufacturing going to look in Connecticut? Technology, innovation, um, I 4.0 is industry 4.0, which is all about the interconnectivity of everything. So, you know, the almost computer science is almost an older term. I and mean, we're looking at uh, the future of what's industry 5.0, what's, what's going to be the, the next step. I and mean, we think about students at our high school today and, you know, what they'll be using in the future, we don't even know. I mean, the iPhone, you know, is still relatively, you know, a, a new product. Before that, we didn't have that interconnectivity. I mean, when I talk to high school students, you know, what's um, interesting with that is the uh, juniors, 
um, are approximately the same age as the iPhone itself. When they were born, the iPhone was born. So, you know, who knows where we're going to be in 5, 10, 15 years from now. Um, you know, uh, VR, um, when we get into virtual reality or augmented reality, AR, um, artificial intelligence, you know, all those things are happening today in manufacturing. So if anybody's interested in technology, uh, innovation, you know, all of that stuff is happening today. And what's really exciting is we don't even know, you know what it's going to be, but I, I can guarantee it's going to be even far more um, advanced than anything we can even imagine today, which, uh, again, is exciting. So for those that are looking for that, that in it, innovative um, career opportunities, we definitely have that in manufacturing. Every year I get, you know, or almost every year I get a new phone, and I'm always surprised by how the phone changes from the previous year or two years prior. It always amazes me. That's just one aspect of it all. Absolutely. And then, you know, times, you know, a hundred or a thousand when you look at some of these machines. I mean, you know, the, the couple of chips that are inside that thing versus, you know, the chips that are involved in a five-axis CNC. And, and CNCs are traditionally what we would call subtractive manufacturing, where you take a, a block of material and you're cutting away to make something. But then you add in um, additive manufacturing, which is essentially 3D printing. And now you're taking um, CNC with uh, subtractive manufacturing plus a 3D printer with additive manufacturing. Manufacturing, and you know we're we're coming up with a whole new technology, and we have manufacturers that are doing that stuff today. Jamie Scott with us on Face Connecticut this morning. I really appreciate your time. We're running out of time. Is there anything else that you'd like to add in our update this morning? Well, I'd like to uh, thank you again very much for the opportunity, Morgan. And uh, again, just uh, reemphasize that uh, there are amazing career opportunities in manufacturing. And uh, thank you again very much for this opportunity to talk about manufacturing in Connecticut. Absolutely, Jamie. Thank you so much. We'll have to do another update soon. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Face Connecticut is a production of the News and Public Affairs Department of WTIC Radio. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.